This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. I'm going to jump into today's training. Um, This is a really good one. Very actionable, tangible, strategic. Um, And we're going to kick into five tips for writing PR quotes that will be inspiring, that will really dazzle the um, audiences you're trying to connect with, whether it's, you know, editors or um, TV producers or whatever. Um, we also are going to talk about why client quotes are essential for showing industry authority and then how you can use emotion to add meaning and value to your client's quotes. Um, this is one of the easiest, I say easy because our journalist contacts are looking for sources. They are looking for ways to add more credibility and validity to their articles. So it is a really powerful way to get your clients in the media, um, having them featured as an expert source. And they can offer quotes and anecdotes about specific topics that show off their industry expertise or their entrepreneurial expertise. Um, They could be talking about their journey or what they overcame um, you know, to be able to, uh, be where they are and somebody else may be going through the same struggle and they can share their experience and how they got through it. And that gives, uh, credibility and something tangible to the story. Um, they might have a one-off quote in an article or they could be the entire focus of a major article or, or feature. Um, but all of it contributes to the credibility of your client as an authority, as a thought leader, as an expert in their space. And we know that every so often you will have a client that is not available for comment. Not one of those PR things like no comment, but you're like, oh my God, I have a New York Times writer on the hook. And the client is MIA. Either they're traveling, they're not responding, their team doesn't know how to get a hold of them. And you are going to have to step in and write the quote yourself or kind of help finesse or repurpose something that the client has already written. Um, This may also be the case if you have a client that's like, just craft something and I'll put my stamp of approval or slightly edit it. So we know this can be really intimidating. You don't have to stress about it. You have niche experience too, right? When you niche down and you choose clients based on what you know how to do and what you love and where your contacts and, and uh, info that you've uh, accumulated over the years, when you have that industry expertise, you can put that to use and write stellar quotes for your clients' features. You can also plan ahead. And if you sense your client is very busy and uh, might be challenging to get a hold of, you can sit and interview them on a Zoom, record the Zoom, ask them a bunch of questions, and then take all of that, use it to craft pitches. Clients love doing this, by the way. They love 
talking about themselves and their businesses. Um, you can anticipate the kinds of things you might want to pitch and start asking them and then take their responses and craft quotes or sound bites or even larger pitches, like if it's multiple steps that they share. This is when we have gotten the best information from our clients and opened up a world of ideas to pitch that we probably wouldn't have come up with on our own because you just don't know. But once they start flowing and talking and it's in the context of, you know, tell me about how you founded the company, got the idea, what were some of the struggles early on? How did you overcome them? It just flows. And when you record the Zoom, you can reference back to it again. And also you can transcribe it and then use that as a working document for pitch ideas. Um, so journalists are gonna either respond to a pitch and be like, we would love to get your client's thoughts on XYZ. Um, no matter the niche, quotes from industry experts, they're going to enhance the journalist's article, make it more authoritative, more credible, and you, you're gonna read the article or whomever's reading it, and they're gonna trust more of the content because it's coming from a proven expert versus like a random thought that has nothing, <laughs> nothing to back up the writer's, um, the writer's ideas with any opinions or authority outside of their own writing, right? So uh, this is a great way, like I said, build, uh, position your client as an authority, build industry expertise, credibility in their niche and, Clients are usually only quoted if they're experts or thought leaders in your niche. So if you worked with product-based clients, their founders may sometimes be featured as experts, whether it's for their niche expertise in, let's say, coming up with a new um, formulation or uh, working with the lab on something that's highly effective but also eco-friendly and they can talk about product formulation and you know how to create a green beauty product or whatever or um, they can talk about their journey in founding the company and you know pluses minuses like roadblocks along the way so your client might also work with experts in their field while developing their products and those experts could offer quotes in the founders place so they're not speaking on behalf of the founder but they are talking as an advisor, a strategic advisor to the company. Um, and I've used this strategy with my clients before and it's been gangbusters for us, like particularly for a baby monitor company, we have a sleep expert that is a, an advisor to the company and we use her all the time. And we also have lactation consultants and doulas um, and they're certified and have all the credentials and they are there to give opinions um, and expertise for our uh, breast pump company. And when we did this strategy, it opened the door to so many media mentions. And like for the client, it's not talking about their products and at length, but it is um, giving them a link. It'll say like lactation consultant and uh, advisor, you know, board member of Motif Medical, which is the breast pump company. Um, but absolutely anybody can be quoted as an expert in the media when you align their credentials, their experience, their know-how with the right pitch, the right journalist.
So that's why we love just really niching down because then you know those people and you can make those connections. So the five, um, five strategies I have for you to write a stellar PR quote for your expert client. One is let your quotes tell a story. You know, sure, maybe you don't have access to the journalist's full article when they request a quote, but you still need to make sure that your quote flows in their story. So this isn't the time to spit out a bunch of facts and stats surrounding your client because they're probably not relevant to the story or maybe those stats are already coming from some other place in the article. Your client might only get a sentence or two to make an impact, so the quote needs to be as powerful as possible. Pack a punch. So think about how your client can provide meaningful, valuable information that will enhance the final article. Why are they being asked for a quote? You know, what are they uniquely qualified to contribute? And why should people care about this specific topic? I think it's important just to ask yourself these questions and then also focus on emotions over facts. So targeted details, emotional depth will help move the story along and really engage readers. Um, you know, it could be like that struggle they overcame and the emotional journey that they take the reader on of like their challenges and then how amazing it felt to overcome that. Um, you know, it's got to have some emotion, authority, passion, something that will hook the reader in and have them and the journalists and want to use it because it's really a powerful quote. Your media contact may use the quote to provide a point, maybe a counterpoint, or call people to action. So let those quotes be powerful in a short amount of time. Really refer back to those questions. Ask yourself those three questions as you're helping to develop their input for the feature. And think about proving a point or making the other side of an argument or calling people to action. Number two, leave out all that jargon. Um, it's going to ruin the quote. Not everyone knows the technical industry terms that you or your client does. You have to remember that this quote needs to fit into an article that will be read by everyone from niche experts and your client's audience to people on the internet who see an interesting headline and they just click, right? Unless it is in a very technical trade publication or some kind of article that really um, is focused on deep understanding of technical specifications and stuff like that, try to avoid that jargon. Quotes that are full of jargon require further explanation and take up space in your, your um, editor's article, in your media contacts article. If your quote is, um, if your quote and its explanation uses too many words, it's probably easier for them to just cut it and reach out to a different expert, and we don't want that. Our contacts are usually working with a word limit, so short, sweet, simple, to the point. It should convey your client's expertise and provide value to your media contact and to their readers. Number three, cautionary tale, word of warning, do not use chat GPT to write a PR quote ever, ever, ever. It is easy to turn to 
AI, whether it's ChatGPT or Google's Bard or another program that can write a quote when you're in a pinch. But journalists can always tell when you've used AI for your quotes, always. And you don't wanna take that chance. You're not gonna be in a good place if you try to outsmart them. The AI quotes are robotic. They are void of real emotion. They are detached. They're written by a computer, not a real person. And the media contact reached out to you for your client's experience. They don't want a vague, generic quote in that um, response or it to feature in their article. They could have just done that themselves and there's no credibility in it. So always write PR quotes yourself, have your client come up with something, even if you're responding to last minute requests. Um, and that's why we like having some content on hand that we can use, repurpose, customize it just a little bit, but still sound like your client's own words so that if you have a last minute response, you can't get to your, uh, your client, you still have something to submit and you're not going to AI to help you meet a deadline. Use your creativity, be as original as possible. When your media contact adds the quote to their final article, it should be clear to the reader that an actual person said this. Um, we love ChatGPT, it is really good for a lot of things, but any content you create for an article should be totally original, based on your client's specific expertise. Um, and on the note of ChatGPT, we do have a powerhouse prompts um, bundle of things that will, like thought starters and things that you can use AI and ChatGPT to support you and help you with to make your job easier, but not um, do your work for you in terms of the writing or the, you know, uh, idea. Gen I mean, we like it to expand on ideas and get the ball rolling, but then everything has to be fully customized and fully edited in your own voice. Use it to start the ideas. And then we have some prompts there that will help you think through some of these things that you can use it to support you with. Uh, so we have our three tips so far. Let your quotes tell a story. Leave out that jargon. Don't use AI to write a quote. Number four, give yourself and your experts some time. So best case scenario, your contact may give you a few days to pull the best quote for them, but it's not always the case. Sometimes it's a few hours. So either way, you need to schedule some focus time to deliver on the request. So if you're writing the quote in place of your contact, set aside time, write a solid quote, do any research so that you can ensure accuracy, run the quote by your team um, so that they can make sure it really reads well or does sound like the client, step into your expert's shoes and write the way they would. You know, think about their voice, their tone, how they would express that point and leave yourself time for revisions and edits. If you have that time, really use it to round out that quote. But if you're getting a quote or some kind of talking point from your client or an expert on their team, reach out immediately, give them as much time as possible so that they have time to answer and you have time to maybe revise the quote, um, review it, edit it for, uh, you know, context, content, um, 
proofread it. And if they send you a quote full of industry jargon, then you can rewrite it yourself or hop on a quick call to get a better or more simple quote from them. And if they send you a whole paragraph, try to cut it down to a sentence or two. So that's why we love this um, database idea of quotes from your client that they can um, contribute early, do what I said, record that Zoom, transcribe it, pull quotes from that, and now you have a database that you can pull from and edit whenever you need it. And that is um, a really good uh, activity to do when you're onboarding. They love it, like I said. So it's a really fun thing to kick off the campaign by just deep diving with them and letting them just, you know, talk about everything so you can get an idea of what they can you know, weigh in on with their expertise. And then number five, you always have to check for accuracy. You cannot send out a pitch that's littered with errors. So always, always, always check your facts, proofread. You want to check grammar, spelling, all of it before responding to your media contacts. Journalists, they're juggling tons of deadlines. They're pressed for time. So you want to make their jobs easier and do the final checks yourself so nothing will pull them away from just using it and they might just be like, this person sounds like a dummy. I don't want to use it. Um, you don't want your quote to kind of fall through the cracks because the journalist is like, what am I supposed to do with this? There's too much here. This is a big part of being a partner, a trustworthy source to your media contacts. It is not just being fast, but delivering excellent, edited, final work quickly. You don't want to be the bottleneck, but you also don't want to sacrifice quality and accuracy for speed. And this is a big problem that's happening in the media in general right now is just everybody wants to get that story out as fast as possible. So fact-checking, proofreading, a lot of that's not happening because they want to be first with the scoop. And so as a trusted source, do not sacrifice quality accuracy for speed. And then when you're writing a PR quote for your client, make sure everything is attributed to them correctly. So there's going to be no chance to... Uh, be able to edit or proofread, you're not going to get that chance once you hand it off to the editor. So ensure that their name, their title, any credentials or certifications they have, or awards that might be relevant to the credibility of the expert, they're properly spelled out and they have the correct dates where applicable, like Allure 2023 Best of Beauty Award winner or winner of the 2022 Booker Prize, you know, something that lends itself to the credibility, gives a year so that it's clear that they're currently well-regarded in their industry. This is not someone who was relevant 20 years ago, but they're still in it to win it. Um, and that all of the spelling is accurate because you're not, when was the last time you had a chance to proofread an article? I would venture to say probably more than five years. <laughs> Um, so yeah, make sure you turn everything over that's accurate. Um, so I mean, that's what we have. It's something that is going to come up and the more expert features that your clients have, the more 
momentum that you start to build for them. So thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful for all of you. I will chat with you guys soon. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.